want to say thanks so much for listening to the podcast. The numbers are going up and that excites me. So I'm an introvert and deciding to do this podcast was and still is a huge leap for me because in some way I'm exposing myself and being vulnerable to who's ever listening. But it's also very therapeutic for me. I'm someone who lives in my head and my thoughts are being held often in captivity. So this is a great way for me to climax, ooh, climax here by talking it out. So I appreciate you listening and for texting me and reaching out to me. To those of you who know me and have access to me with feedback. But I'm still learning how to do this and what topics to talk about. Anyway, we're still talking about Manifest Her Big Thing for the month of September. And I'm excited for you to hear the next episode. Your life just blew the fuck up. Now what? I hope you get something out of this episode. And if not, I will try my best to bring good content to help you grow. Until next time. Go and manifest that big thing, girl. Ooh, y'all, I don't know if I can contain myself with this one because what I'm about to talk about, what I'm about to say, you know, some of this I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing right now, some of it I have, have experienced, and just thinking about, you know, what I'm about to say is just, I'm just so fired up about it. You know, let's just say, I'm just going to get right into it. Let's just say your world just blew the fuck up, either by chance or self-inflicted, and you're thinking, what am I going to do now? You know what you're going to do? You're going to blow up the new life that was just gifted to you. Yes, life is a gift. It's a gift. You got to look at life as life is. It's a gift, and it's not always filled with turtle truffles, covered chocolate caramel, and soft cream. It ain't always sweet. There will be times when you open your front door and sitting on your doorsteps is a box of peanut brittles. Now, you might say, I love me some peanut brittles, and I do too. But if you've never had it or if you ever had peanut brittles, you know it ain't soft and it ain't gooey. They're hard and bumpy and sometimes a little salty. But we don't want the hard stuff. We want life to be easy. Well, sis... Life is not easy for any of us, not the rich, not the poor, or the in-between. But here's the truth about life. You can choose to live one life and give up and let it take you down, let it take you out. Or you can choose to live lives and recreate everyone that comes your way. So every time you walk out that door, you don't know what life you may have you may have um, return. You may have to return home with. You don't know, but if you're coming home with the same life you left with and it's still good, don't take it for granted, because you never know when that life will change. You never know. You can go to work and you can come home. You don't have a job anymore. You can go, and for a, a routine checkup, you come home. You've been diagnosed with you know, some kind of sickness. Your life can change at any time. But just because your life changed, it doesn't mean that it's over. We think when something bad happens to us, especially, you know, if you're like me and you're in your 40s 
or you're older. It doesn't matter what age you are. But for some reason, when we think we're, when we're older, it's just over for us. We just think life is over. Like we can't restart. We can't recreate. You know, we can't love again. We can't find another job. We can't live again. But life is not over. If you are still breathing, you have life. And you have a better chance now at recreating it the way you want it. We get so caught up in the the what, the why, and who is me that we forget that, that the life we had before it blew up was also created and designed by you or by me. Unless you're walking, you're following someone else's dreams and goals. And even if that's the case, that's more of a reason to get up and start living again. You have a chance to recreate the life that you truly want to live. So we ask those empty questions like, what did I do to deserve this? Instead of, how can I improve myself the next time around? We say, why is this happening to me? Instead of, what can I do better? Or we say to our friends or loved one, or we go on social media and we post, whoa, look at me. You see what just happened to me? Have pity on me. Instead of, I'm going to change my mindset. I'm going to take this, this lesson and this opportunity to grow. We ask all the wrong questions and say all the wrong things. And, and I'm talking about me too. I've been there. I've been there. And I'm sure sometimes I'm going to forget my, the journey that I'm on. I'm going to forget all the things that I've learned in my self-development practices. And I'm going to ask those empty questions. And because we're just human and we're just flawed like that. But if we ask those questions and we remember you know, that those questions are not good questions and we ask the right questions, we can move along through the process of what we're going through a little quicker because we're not, we're not looked at as a victim or we're not feeling sorry for ourselves or we're not having pity on ourselves. You know what I mean? So if that's you, sis, like it was me, stop it. I'm not telling you not to feel whatever has happened to you. Feel that shit. Sit in it. You got to let life in and let it touch you. So I love Jim Raw. And I love listening to his, his speeches. He is so good. He motivates me along with so many other people. But he said, when, wherever you are, be there. So if you're in a crisis and, I don't know, let's just say uh, you lost your job. And so this is a crisis for you now because you are thinking about how you're going to pay your bills or take care of your children and all that kind of stuff. The first thing we do is we panic. And that's, that's natural, right? That's, that's our first um, line of defense. We panic. But he said, wherever you are, be there. Be there to absorb it up. Be there to soak it up. Take pictures of your mind. Capture it. Learn to respond, but don't let it kill you. Don't let it take you out. Don't let it, you know, take you places that's just going to keep you stuck or set you back even more, right? Let sad things make you sad. Let happy things make you happy. Give into the emotions. Let the emotions strike you. He said our emotions need to be as educated as our intellect. Ugh, 
It is so important to know how to feel. A lot of times we don't know how to feel. We're all over the place. And sometimes we're asking people to tell us how we feel. But if you're not educated about your emotions, you wouldn't know how, you don't you won't know how to feel. You won't know what to do with what you're feeling. Sometimes you have to sit in it for a minute and let it touch you so that you can be educated on what to do so you can be educated on the next step to take, right? He says it's important to know how you feel. Take me high, take me low. Just don't leave me like I came in. What I'm saying to you is that you have the power within you to turn your situation around. Oh my gosh, you have the power. I have the power. You have to use the power that you have been given to create the life that you want to live. No matter the circumstances, no matter the situation, no matter what's in front of you, no matter the cards that you have been dealt. I have been dealt some cards, okay, from, from birth. So no matter, you have the power within you to make the change. Know that you're, you're not a mistake. Sometimes we think when bad things happen to us, we think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a mistake. My mom was right when she said, you know, I shouldn't, you, you, you're a mistake. I should have never had you or, you know, you were the, the worst kid I have ever had. You're not a mistake. God doesn't make mistakes and you're not one. You're here for a reason. That's why God brought you out of the hood, that job, that bad marriage, or that bad friendship. You're here for a reason. Your purpose that has been given unto you is needed. So I've tried to blow up my life many times, and I'll give you an example of one. So coming from where I come from, um, for me, it was a living, a living hell, right? I was living in the projects. We didn't. We 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 were surrounded with all kind of stuff, killing. I mean, rob, prostituting people, robbing each other. You name it. We were surrounded by drugs, alcohol, all kinds of stuff. And so we didn't have much money. My daddy was on drugs. Still is. My. Mom had too many kids to raise, and my grandparents did the best they could with me. But I needed things like clothes and shoes and sometimes just the bare essentials. I, I was just tired of not having, right? And when you are a young kid, you're in high school or you're just finishing high school, if you don't have anybody to guide you and lead you, you are going to make mistakes and you're going to do things that's not in alignment with what God has actually placed you on this earth to do. And so you do things out of, out of frustration. You do things out of, you know, desperation, you know, so, and, and I did just that. I had a friend, well, I wouldn't say he was a friend now, but at the time he was a friend and he sold drugs. He sold crack cocaine. And one day he was over and he asked me if I wanted to make some money. And I said, yes. I said, yes, I want to make some money. He gave me $300 worth of crack cocaine. And I remember being scared, but I thought of making, I, the thought of making $300 got me excited. So I took to the streets with my crack cocaine in my pocket, looking for my first buyer. 
I was scared as shit. <laughs> I mean, like, really, Tanya, you're out here selling drugs, really. So, you know, it wasn't hard to find a buyer because the drug, the crackheads were everywhere. We lived amongst them. And so it wasn't hard to find. I mean, I could have sold to my daddy, my uncle, my brother, my neighbor. I could have sold to anybody walking by. But I was so scared, you know, I had to kind of like talk myself into it. So I'm walking and talking to myself, rehearsing how I'm going to pull out the drugs and make my first sale. And as I'm walking, I hear God's voice saying to me, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> Just You're scared for one thing. You don't have the heart for this. And you're not trusting me. So what are you doing? What are you doing? I ignored God's voice and I went on about my way. And when I, when I got, you know, to the cut in, in, in the project we have, it's called the, the cut. So I got inside the cut and I'm looking around at everybody, everybody and I'm nervous. I see, you know, I see my first sale is right there and I'm still scared and I'm nervous and all that kind of stuff. So I'm still walking, ignoring God's voice. And I put my hand in my pocket where I put my, um, where I put the crack and I felt nothing. And I only put my hand in my pocket because I was nervous, but I felt nothing. The crack was not there. So, of course, I got even more nervous because I cannot lose this crack cocaine. It's not mine, for one thing. I was only getting a cut of it, so I cannot have lost this, this crack cocaine. It was gone. The crack was gone. I didn't have any holes in my pockets. I had deep pockets, I can remember. I have no idea how the drugs even came out of my pocket. I, I have no idea to this day. And it was at night, so you couldn't really see, but you know, crackheads can see everything, especially because they're walking with their heads down and they're always looking for something, you know. And I just started crying. I just started crying. I started praying. I was like, Lord, please help me find these drugs. I cannot live, I can't lose my life behind $300. I'm like, Lord, if you help me find this, I will never ever try to sell drugs again. Please, God, help me, help me, help me. I walked up and down that cut and I retraced every step for about two hours and I could not find the drugs. I'm still crying. No one knew of my, my newest job as a drug dealer. I was too afraid of asking somebody to help me because if they find it, they might keep it and not tell me that they found it. So I was on the hunt by myself. What would I tell my grandparents if, you know, something was to happen? Now, I didn't think about any of this when I thought of when he asked me to, to sell drugs. I just wanted, I just needed money. But I was thinking, what are my grandparents going to say? My life is over. All that kind of stuff. Well, I was still walking still crying with my head down and I asked God one more time before I gave up because I was tired of walking I was tired of crying I still didn't know what I was going to do but I asked God to help me find that crack and as I was about to just give up and go home I was still looking down God led me straight to it won't he do it y'all won't he do it he led me straight to it it was in a little green little bag, just sitting there in the opening, waiting to be picked up by anybody who was curious enough to see what it was. I picked that crack up so fast, ran home, called my drug pusher and said, you can come and get this shit. 
I am not about to lose my life behind $300 trying to sell some crack cocaine. You can come and get it. He came and got it the next morning. But I was thanking God. I thank God today just as I thanked him that night. And I never, ever tried that again. That was just not the life for me. But I almost blew my life up. I actually could have lost my life in many ways that night. I could have gotten caught with it, you know, because we had police officers walking through the project all the times of day and night. And just, you know, randomly they picked somebody to, to hassle. It didn't matter if you were a boy, a girl, woman, a man. They pick anybody. So I could have gone to jail that night. I could have been robbed because we had a lot of that going on in the um in the projects and I could have been killed, whatever. But God. God said, daughter, that life is not you. And I and I have never tried to do that again. But from that day forward, I started to think of other ways I could make money. Like get a job, girl. Get a freaking job. Or, you know, whatever. But don't sell drugs. But I began to think about my life. You know, I began to create the life. I started taking little steps into creating the life that I wanted from that situation. And it led me to many, many successes because I knew that that's not the life that I wanted. I was actually walking in a life that somebody else was about to attempt to walk in a life that somebody else was creating for me. Not the life that I really wanted myself. That was out of desperation. It was out of desperation and frustration and what I wanted now. Sometimes we have to, to wait. Sometimes we just have to wait on God and, and see what God has for us. But a lot of times we're in such a hurry to get somewhere, we end up screwing up our lives because we're in such a hurry. But that situation led me to many successes in my life. I mean, one of them was a one big, huge success was me um, leaving the projects. And a lot of times that's not an easy thing to do. I have friends who are still there. I have family who are still there because that type of life can really get a hold of you. And, and, and it's hard for you, you know, to come out of that life. Um, but I got out of that life by the grace of God and my husband, which was my boyfriend at the time. But that was that was just one of the times I had to readjust and go on a journey to a, to a personal de- development or go through a personal development process. And whenever life shows up, you know, and it brings about heartache and pain and, you know, situations that just brings us brings us down and make us feel worthless and make us feel like like life is over we have to make some adjust adjust adjustments and you know change our mindset and go on a journey to personal develop development you know because no one is coming to rescue us no one is coming to rescue you no one is coming to rescue me from the life um that we have that was created for us by chance or by choice. No one is coming to rescue you. When I learned uh, to lean into into life and stop wishing for external events to save me from feeling um, unloved or worthless or abandoned, um, it led me to the path of self-love. 
and self-love appeared. And that's what we have to do in many situations when we are having a life crisis or when we're having an identity crisis. Identity crisis plays into, you know, what our purpose is for our life, right? So if you're in the midst of a letdown and you're trying to figure out where to grow, go from here or what is my purpose or reason for even being here, I would suggest that you first lean on God's unchanging hand. He has so much grace in store for you and for me and is ready to help you restore your life to a life you never dreamt of. Oh, listen, y'all, I am preaching to myself today. This is helping me because of my trials and tribulations and the things that I have gone through in my life in the last two years. Second, show yourself some grace. Be kind to you. Have compassion for that girl or that woman who's looking back, who's looking back at you. You deserve to have the life that you truly want. But you're not going to find that life on Instagram. You're not going to find that life on Facebook or TikTok. You're going to find somebody else's life. And if you're on social media and you find yourself wishing you were someone else or wishing you had what they had or wishing this, that, and the other, you're wishing to take on somebody else's life. And guess what's going to happen? That life is going to blow up too. And it's going to blow up and you won't know how to recreate it. Why? Because you didn't create that life in the first place. Somebody else created it for you. So that's why it is crucial to create time in your life to spend with yourself. Not saying that social media is bad. It's not. But if you don't have the type of mindset or if you don't have the type of love for yourself, you're going to find yourself needing love from other places and other people to validate you. So spend five minutes with the door shut while you meditate or pray. The journey to self-love is a role taken by practicing self-acceptance. You have to accept you. You have to accept who you are. You have to accept everything about you. And you can't do that if you're constantly running from you, if you're constantly changing locations, <laughs> if you're constantly changing the channel or the channel of social media, you're going from Instagram to Facebook to TikTok, you are not going to find self-acceptance. You are going to find everybody acceptance. And that is not the acceptance that you are looking for. Become remote. Don't continue to change different locations because guess what happens? When you continue to change different locations, you're going from this place to that place, this city to that city, this world to that world. You're taking all your problems and situations and all that stuff with you. So nothing ever changes. Nothing. You don't love yourself more. You don't love yourself better. Any of that. It gets worse right? It gets worse. So take some time, shut some things down, meditate and pray and think about the life that you want to create. If you have children, think about the life that you want to create for your children. Think about the woman, the mom, the wife, the sister, the friend, the daughter that you want to be. It is crucial Oh my gosh, it is so crucial that we just sit and spend some time with ourselves. And I can't say this enough. I have been around 
more women, a lot of women, I have talked to a lot of women and a lot of us have the same problems, the same issues, but we continue to have those same issues and make those same mistakes because we cannot sit with ourselves long enough to know that we like ourselves, to know that we are loved, to even sit down with ourselves and love ourselves. So you have to do that. Self-acceptance is huge. Love yourself when your husband or boyfriend leaves you. My God, my God, there are more out there. Maybe that is the time for you to, to you know, enjoy your singleness. Maybe that is the time for you to appreciate singleness is a blessing. It's a blessing. But sometimes we don't realize that. You know, sometimes we see married people and we want what they have, not knowing what me and my husband had to go through to get to where we are. Singleness is a blessing. So love yourself, even when your husband leaves or your wife. I know it's hard. I'm not saying that it's easy. But if you begin to take those steps, you know, to just sit down somewhere and love yourself and think about the life that you want to live and do this with God and take that spiritual path, I think it can be a little easier. Love yourself when you don't have enough money to pay the bills. Been there, done that. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. That is hard to do, especially when you have, you know, kids and you have bills and, you know, you have things that you like and want, but you still have to love yourself even in those times. Never feel worthless because you are worthy and things will change. Seasons change. You cannot treat your season as if it's permanent. Your season is not permanent. Just like we have summer, winter, fall, spring, we have summer, winter, fall, spring in our lives as well. But the seasons change. Sometimes the grass dry up. Sometimes the grass is green. Or other times the grass is green. The leaves fall off the tree, but the leaves will grow back on the tree. It's hot, then it's cold. So... You know, don't treat your situation as if it's permanent. Your life blowing up in front of you is not permanent. Your life, that 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 life or that blow up that has happened to you is there to teach you some lessons. It's there for you to learn something. It's there for you to have experiences so that you can go out and help somebody else. Things that happen to us is never for us. It's for other people. And I know that it's like so like, you know, we can say, well, I don't want, I don't want it to be for other people. I don't want to go through this. But listen, that's just the way of life. You can either live one or you can live many. It's up to you to recreate those lives as, as they happen to you. Love yourself when your business fails. Hmm. That's a big one for me. That is a big one. I have failed at business and I have felt like a failure. I have felt worthless in that. I have felt embarrassed and ashamed in that. I have felt like, looked at myself in the mirror and was like, you know, you are a mess. You know, I felt like I didn't love myself at times, you know. Whew, I am telling y'all, we're we going to get it together. We're going to get it together. So love yourself even when your business fails, when you're fired from your job. 
Love yourself even when no one else does. God, I went through a transformation in 2015 because I felt like no one loved me. I didn't love myself. And I had to, I had to, I had to, I had to go to war. I did. And I came out of that. It was like a whole year. I'm still on that journey, but it was like a whole year of just loving myself, just pouring into myself by reading books and watching Super Soul Sunday and reading the Bible and all kind of, I just love, I I blocked everybody off. Even my husband, my friend, everybody, I just blocked. And I began to love myself. I began to recreate a life of love for myself. And sometimes that's what you have to do. But sometimes we need obstacles. We need trials. We need tribulations to show up in our lives. You can use that downtime to grow. So if you're in the midst of a battle right now, if you're in the midst of a war, in the wilderness, I've been there. If you're in the midst of, you know, just any kind of whatever, like I said, your world has just blown up. Maybe this is a time that you can use to grow and evolve into something you never thought possible. Like there is purpose on the other side of pain. Get excited about your next life. Get clear about the path you want to take from now on. Write it down. Make it plain. You have been given another opportunity to manifest the life you want on your own terms. You got something big. You want this time around. A book, a school, your dream car, your home, kids, degree, a lifetime partner, whatever that is manifest that shit manifest it you have the power within you to do that you have the power within you to do that so do it don't stay there pick your bed up and run the race so in Matthews 5 13 it says you are the salt of the earth remember I talked about the Peanut brittles can be a little salty sometimes. And that's not a bad thing always. But Matthew says, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Sis, you are the salt of the earth. You give flavor and you are flavor. You are not to stay down and be trampled on. You're strong, resilient, and you're needed. Your skills are needed. Your gifts are needed. Pick your bed up and continue to run the race. Whatever you do, don't give up or give in. (sighs) Don't give up or give in, sis. I have been there. I have been on the ground with my teeth laying there, lying there. I have my I have tasted the dirt. I have gone to my knees. I have been down and out. My back has been up against the wall. And I felt like I just wanted to stay there. I felt like I just wanted to just be gone. Just just get it over with. But there is so much more left for you to do in this lifetime. So much more left. There are people who need you, people who need me. Right? So you cannot give up on yourself. Whatever it is that you want to do in life, whatever it is that is happening to you right now, it's not, it's not 
personal and it's not permanent and it's definitely not the end of your life. It's not. If you are going through something, get up and redirect the life you want. I know it sounds easy. It's not. You're going to have to do some work, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it. So this is not just for you. This is for me too. Like I literally just feel like crying, just feel like bursting out in tears, not tears of sadness, but tears of joy because I know that my next life here on earth, whether that next life is, you know, next week or next year, I know it's going to be good because I'm putting in the work. I'm putting in the work. I'm going through the process of personal development. I'm going through the process of, you know, spending time with myself and God and, and trying to figure out my purpose in life and all that kind of stuff. So I just want you to not give up. I want you to take up your bed, run the race, and go and manifest a shit out of that big thing that you want out of life. You got this, girl, and I'm rooting for you. Until next time, enjoy your day, your week that's ahead. Plan for it. Um, think about the things you want to manifest within the next week. And live your life soft because life is too hard not to. I love a lot. So thanks again for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast, do you mind sharing it or rating it or leaving a review? You know, I hear people ask this and sometimes I think, I feel like I'm asking for too much, but I'm asking anyway. And I guess, you know, it does something when you rate and um, leave a review and share it. So I'm asking you to do that. If this podcast has helped you in any way, share it with somebody you love. And I really do appreciate you for listening.